Thanks for taking some time to listen to this message on the Elevate Church podcast. We believe that God will speak to you wherever you are. Now, let's prepare our hearts and hear what God has for us today. Can I just tell you how excited I am about this day? In fact, I'm Red Bull excited. Like, I'm pumped up. I'm fired up. And can I just I tell you why? If you're a first-time visitor here at Elevate Church, this, this weekend is ranking up there with Gem City Christmas, with Easter, and, and this is not false hype. I want you to know that. Because today, we get to forcefully advance the kingdom of God here on this earth. You know that? That's what we're doing. In fact, the Bible says this in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus said that since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing and forceful men and women lay hold of it. And when it talks about it, forceful, it doesn't mean passive. It means forcefully, aggressively advancing the kingdom of God here on this earth. And that's not through politics. Come on, somebody, we don't need that. That's not through, through wielding a weapon of war. There is only one word that really describes what forceful means in the kingdom of God. You know what it is? Is love is love so you know how we forcefully advance the kingdom of God through pushing our way into people's lives via love loving people caring for people being generous in our city and beyond and that's what we get to do today to forcefully advance to push aside the kingdom of darkness and bring some light come on into this earth into this city into the world I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. God, we pray that today you would speak to our hearts. God, that you would would put this weight on us, God, and the responsibility that we have as followers of yours to make a difference in this world, in this city, in the lives of, of so many people. And so, God, I pray that we would feel that Holy Spirit conviction today, that we don't not only begin to act because how many of you know we just we don't need to talk about it but we need to we need to act in love we need to demonstrate love god we want to be a, a church that that shows the world what we are are for not what we're against god but we're for bringing hope to the hopeless places we're for god bringing your light and your love to the world around us we're we're for the the children god we're for people who are broken We're for restoration, God. We're for finding healing and wholeness in you. And so I pray today, God, that you would help us be that light that points more and more people to you. It's in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen, amen, amen. Go ahead and slap some hands and have a seat. Listen, things are going to roll just a little bit differently today. Uh, If this is your first time here, my name is Colby. I'm one of the pastors here on staff, and I'm excited that today we're going to cut things short in this room. And some of you are like, amen, thank you, Jesus. But because we have an opportunity in front of us to demonstrate this radical kind of love to the world around us. It was in November of this last year, uh, in early December, that I was able to go on a trip with the organization that is here with us today called One Child. And I was able to visit a couple of the, the girls that we sponsor. 
Their names are Arkisha and Crystal. And we got a picture of them up here. But Keisha and Crystal, and the reason why we, we took them on and sponsored them is because we're beginning this partnership with one child, but also because these two girls, their birth date is the same date that we launched this church. Their birth date is on February 2, uh, February the 12th. And so we're like, man, that's, that's awesome. So we connected with them right away. And so here I come in. I thought, you know, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to bring in like gifts. And it was right after like Easter. And so we had tons of candy. And so I grabbed the biggest bag of candy that I could. And I show up to this Hope Center. And I'm like, here you go. This is for you. And they're just staring at me like, we've seen candy before, bro. Like, come on. We got this. And I'm telling them, no, no, no. Like, just for you alone. And I'm, I'm trying to get the lady to translate for me. And she's on her phone. She's like, you know, I don't know what's going on. She's not helping a brother out at all. And I'm like, hey, this is for you and you alone. If you want to use it and make some friends, you know, in this, this hope center, then, then go for it. But I want you to take as much as you want and give it to them. And I just, I loved being able to do that and show some generosity and being able to connect with these, these two little girls that we've taken on. And it was such a privilege for me. To, to visit these hope centers in the Dominican where, where these children got to come and, and hear about Jesus and, and get education. And I think one of the things that, that I want you to hear today, and in just a moment, I'm going to bring up my good friend James, uh, who's with one child, who's here today. But as I thought through what my experience was there, I felt the Holy Spirit say, this is what I want you to bring back. And so in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And as I think about the impact that this organization has around the world, this is what they're doing to children who otherwise would not have the opportunity. You know what the difference is between, between my kids and, and these kids that, that we sponsor? Is opportunity is being able to, to be in a Bible-based, faith-based, you know, place where they can learn about Jesus, where they can get their education, where they can get, get fed. Because when you, you allow the children that opportunity, man, brilliance comes in their life. Just, like, it's just amazing what God can do with them in those environments. But here's what one child does. They, they help them develop in wisdom. Otherwise, a lot of these children wouldn't even go to school, but they, they're able to attend school in these hope centers, which the majority of them are churches, the local church, because one child partners with the local church. They, they know that the local church is the hope of the world, and so they believe in, in making the local church the hero, so they come alongside local churches and open up their doors to offer education to children who otherwise wouldn't get it, offer food. They're helping them grow in, in knowledge but also in stature. They're taking care of their health. In fact, through one child, they have doctors that come on site and do some exams and regular you know, health checkups with these, with these children. Uh, so they're, they're being taken care of in that way. And it's unbelievable how far like your dollar goes in environments like this. Did you know that on average in the DR in Ethiopia, where we are focusing our efforts, like, the, uh, the, the daily fam the family makes uh, like two to three dollars per day. And so when they get an extra $39 a month, that is a game changer for that family. Can I tell you that? And I'm just walking down through these, these areas in the Dominican and, and just looking around where these children live and where they're coming from. And 
And it's just, it's amazing how far our money goes in those types of environments. Giving them education, giving them, them food and, and resources and, and health care and all kinds of things for 39 bucks a month. In fact, I know many of us will never have the opportunity to go and visit your, your child that you sponsored there, but take my word for it. Man, that dollar is stretched to the max. And so even just walking through areas like this, I mean, it just, it kind of, it kind of broke my heart. And it just reminded me that every child on this earth is an image bearer of God. And so he said, Colby, that's what I want you to bring back. I want you to bring back the fact that they're having an opportunity that they would not otherwise have. We're one child not there and a part of that. And there are lots of different organizations, by the way, that help children with food and shelter and clothing. But one child does it all in the name of Jesus. And that's why we, we love them. And that's why they're a great partner with us. But they're there to help children grow in wisdom and stature and favor with God. They're learning about God. And come on, how many of you know, like here in our public schools where we're not even allowed, right, to, to teach about God, in their schools, they are learning about God. That's amazing. They're learning more about who Jesus is and what he's done for them in those environments. But they're also growing in favor with man. And I think one of the highlights of my trip there was seeing the children that had graduated through the One Child program that were now on the other side of it. And I got to meet two boys, this, this one young man, I guess he wasn't a boy, he's about 18 years old now. And he showed up and he, he did this song because he had the opportunity to be in this Hope Center and they gave him resource. He was able to discover the gifts and the talents that God had put in his life. And he, he started doing this rap and it was unbelievable. And he started playing for us this, this song that he had written. And I promise you, it was like he could record anywhere. And it was amazing the gifts that this young man had. And then this other young man gets up and he starts preaching God's word. Like I was, I was like, dang, let's go. And he's you telling about how, how he'd been rescued from his, his father who was abusive and brought to a hope center. And he was eloquent and articulate. And there was just something we call an anointing on this young man's life who could just preach God's word like nobody's business. And I just remember thinking, this is amazing. What a brilliant young man. What an amazing light that he's going to be in his culture and in his context, all because of the opportunity he was given. And so the Holy Spirit's like, this is what I want you to bring back to your church, Colby. I want you to, before we, we act, before we demonstrate this radical love to the world around us, I just want you to remind people that every child on this earth is an image bearer of God's. And the only thing that separates our children from them is opportunity. And it's amazing you take a child out of that context and put them in a hope center where they can thrive and grow and learn what God has for them and discover their, their gifts and talents and abilities and get an education. It's, it's amazing what they are able to do. And so while my good friend James comes up here to share with us more about one child, I want you to take a look at this.
Together, because this is who we are. Together, so they can thrive. Hail Bay Church, can you guys help me welcome my good friend James Grout? Groot. He's Scottish, so it's Groot. No, it's just Grout. Sorry. It's Grout. It's Grout, who is the, the, the engagement lead of One Child Matters. And so before we even dive into all that business, let's talk about the elephant in the room. What's up with the hair, bro? Let's just, let's just, <laughs> let's just put it out on the table, all right? Because I know everybody's thinking it. They're like, man, where's this guy from? <laughs> well, I'm from Washington State. I don't know if that helps uh, that's you That's got to be that's, it. That's yeah, got to be it. it so. Yeah, no, I uh, decided a few uh, months ago, several months ago, to grow out my hair. Um, I'm way past the age when I should be growing out my hair, but I decided to do it. It's happening in stages. First stage that it got to was bad guy from home alone. And uh, children were afraid of me, so that's difficult with my job. So uh, now I'm going with, this is like junior asparagus. I don't know how many of you would understand that one. And then eventually it'll just be Jesus. Or, or Brandon Lake. One Brandon Lake, one there you go. Two, so. We could do that. Um, when I see you, I, I think of more of like the villain from Roger Rabbit. I don't know if you I don't. think this guy. <laughs> That's I, probably not the right picture I should put in people's minds. Either. No, no, I literally have been the mistaken BDIs for that guy. That. Yeah. James is a, a good friend. I think you're going to enjoy just uh, our, our weekend with him. Um, just because he has such a great sense of humor and all that. But he has such a heart for for the children as well. And so he's here today representing one child and going to kind of walk us through just the process and what that looks like because this is the first time our church has really partnered uh, with a sponsorship organization yeah. like One Child. And so, man, what is One Child? Tell us how we get involved and just what are the ins and outs. For sure. Thank you so much. What a privilege it is for me to be here today. I want to tell you uh, this is my friend. Your pastor is my friend, and, uh, and I love him, and I believe in him, I, and he's a trustworthy human being. Yeah. And I say, that, I say that largely because some of you might be visiting. You might be wondering, is this the right place for me? This is the right place for you. This is home. You will be family if you're here. Yeah, that's true. And, and how exciting for us to be starting today an actual partnership between uh, this church and One Child as an organization and it really is truly a partnership. This isn't, we're not some outside group that's come in and is, you know, telling you about what we do. This is something that we're actually doing together. We can't do it without you. You can't do it without us. We, this requires partnership. So that's what we're really excited about. Just to give you sort of a definition of who we are as an organization, we call ourselves a global community of child champions. And a child champion is defined as anybody who gives of themselves so that a child may thrive. And you saw in the video, uh, those were all scenes of children that are a part of our programs. 
And then when you saw the adults alongside them, those are our child champions. Those are tutors and mentors, they're teachers, they're youth pastors, they're uh, volunteers, they're people who cook food for the children, they're people who do home visits to check and make sure that the children are doing okay and thriving there, they're pastors and youth pastors. Those are the child champions around the world that know our children, our children personally because they also live in that community. It's their home as well, and so they care about those kids. So th that's what a child champion is, but they don't just exist around the world, they exist here as well, right here in this room. This is a room full of child champions, I know. There's a bunch of bikes that you're giving away. That's, a that's, a that's what child champions do, they give of themselves so that children have a chance to thrive in every area. And uh, one of the ways that you can do that, one of the ways you can be a champion for a child living somewhere else in the world is to actually sponsor that child. And um, when I say sponsor, I like to give you a different word just in case you don't know what that word means or you've heard that word and you think you know what it means. Think of the word development. Development is what happens when you sponsor a child. That child has an opportunity to develop and grow and it's the opportunity, right? The, the opportunity that they didn't have before. They become a part of a program where they can grow and they can actually have um, development happen in their lives so that they don't stay stuck in the cycle, the endless cycle of extreme poverty. They have a chance to be uh, kind of leapfrog out of that cycle and start a new cycle for them and for their future generations that follow them as well. So, so what does it look like and what is the impact that our sponsorship has? Like I know I got to see it, you know, firsthand, mm -hmm. but for our church and for those even watching online, what's the impact that our sponsorship makes on that child? And then also the second part of that, what is our commitment, like our our commitment to that? What's the financial yeah. side of it? Yeah, so sponsorship includes, the, it, well, I'll start with the financial. It's actually $39 a month is what it costs to sponsor a child. And what happens is when, the, when you sponsor that child they're enrolled, and they are enrolled in this program that we have, they have an opportunity to um, have like a tutoring, they have health ed, like health screening, those kinds of things. We, that includes sometimes dental work, just in case some American pastor comes and brings them a two pound bag of candy. We can actually, <laughs> we can undo that. We have, uh, <laughs> we can fix that. Here, small children, this is yeah. just for you. Don't share it with anybody, just for you. They didn't know what I was saying. Anyway. No, they did it's not. Okay. So, um, but, but we, and then there's also the opportunity for those kids to, um, to, learn a trade perhaps if that's uh, the field that they're going to the pathway that they're going to follow they get to hear about the god who loves them uh, who created awesome. them and has a plan for their lives they also get to to be a child which sounds weird right mm. they are children but every child deserves to just be a child and children living like in extreme poverty it is it's dangerous for them to be children a child's life is not easy it's what they're used to so they just live it but they, what they actually deserve is an opportunity to just be free to be a child, make friends, be in a safe place where all the adults there are trustworthy adults and, uh, and that they can feel safe there. So that's $39, it helps a child be a part of that program and that has direct impact on their family because that's, a, that's one of their children who now is engaged in that kind of development and that helps them as a family be able to meet their other financial needs. And then they, then they don't have to make a really bad decision like which child do we send out in the streets to beg? Or which one of our children do we have to sell in order to be able to feed the rest of our children? Or even other things that are, are uh, horrible to even think about. This is an opportunity for that family to be engaged in this development program in a way that they go, man, what is, a, what is this church about? 
Like, I want to go find out more about this church if they're willing to invest in my, my child, my son, or my daughter that way. So it's also a, it's also a church growth initiative. Churches grow when, when they have child sponsorship development um, programs that they're running. That's what I was going to, it reminded me of my time down there with you in the DR was that a lot of the, the churches began out of some of these gathering kids around even just trees and teaching lessons and gathering them for school. And then it brought the parents in after the fact. I mean, it's just a great church growth strategy. Too. Right. A lot of these, uh, it's a children's program because a local church sees the need, but they don't even have space for children. So they're meeting under a giant mango tree or something like that. And when one child comes along, we recognize they have a vision for the children in their community. We don't want to go in there and start something. We want to go in there and support something. Right. We want to go in and invest in something that they already believe in. It's already their heart. It's already their passion. And that's what we found at the Hope Centers that we visited. They were saying, we're doing this anyway. And what a great opportunity for them to be able to expand and be more resourced in the areas that they, that they already have a passion for. Just staying in school for a child in those right. countries is huge. Right. And we understand the impact that it has on the child, our sponsorship, and how far you know, that $39 a month goes there. What about the impact that it has on the people making that commitment? I mean, aside from the joy and the blessing we receive, kind of what other? Yeah. I mean, we don't do this for ourselves primarily, right? It is giving of yourself so that a child may thrive. But I promise you there's benefits. Yeah. There's benefits that you receive. Uh, the fact that you have a real relationship with that child. This is not just a face that's on your refrigerator. This is a child who you can write to. They will write back to you. You're the only sponsor for that child. They don't have 10 sponsors. It's just you. And you have an opportunity to actually understand them a little bit and pray for them. You have an opportunity uh, as a church to go and we'll do some trips so you could actually go and meet these children. This is one of the cool things about partnership. All of the children that we have available today for sponsorship, the profiles that we have with us, they come from the same communities. So one community in Ethiopia and one community in the Dominican Republic. So when you all sponsor children, you are doing that together as a community. So it's not just sponsor to child, but it's church to church, it's community to community, it's pastor to pastor. It's a real genuine relationship. And then I would throw in this as well, because this is pretty important, at least it is for me. If you ever wonder how to align your will with the will of God, like what's God's will for my life? How do I know what his will is for my life? Here's one of the things that I would recommend doing. Align your heart with his heart. Hmm. Figure out what God loves. Figure out what he's passionate about. Figure out what breaks his heart and align your heart with that heart and he'll show you his will. He'll show you. And his will, his heart is for children. It's really easy to see if you look through scriptures, if you look through the yeah. Bible. It's not hard to find that God's heart is for children and his heart is for people who are broken, people who are in need. You said this already. Those who are the, the least of these, that's his heart. You align your heart with that when you sponsor a child and then you, you actually step into the will of God that we would care for children and uh, orphans and widows and that's needy right. people around the that's world. Right. So, One of the things that we don't sometimes even have to pray about and think about when he tells us care for the orphan and the widow is such a strong mandate and he uses such strong word words with it associated with it because it's it's a part of who we are it's just what we do as far as of Jesus is to care for the world around us so what is our 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 partnership with one child look like i know you mentioned us being able to visit you know children in these countries um, and we specifically want to focus on the dominican and ethiopia and just so our church knows we always wanted to make sure wherever it was that we 
partnered, that it was accessible, that we could get there, that you would have an opportunity, realizing that not everyone is going to be able to go, I understand that, and visit these children, but kind of what does this, this strategic partnership look like, and, and really what action steps do we need to do, yeah. like today? Okay. So the, the partnership uh, is, this is our dream, this is our vision, this is why we partner with churches. We want to go, we want to go deep in relationship, and we want to stay there for a long time. And we do short-term trips, and they're super valuable. But the only thing that should be short-term about a short-term trip is the number of days that you're in the country. Everything else about it should have a long-term partnership, a long-term relationship, a long-term vision, and a long-term strategy. Mm -hmm. That's what we're launching today. We're launching a long-term partnership by partnering in these two places. And, uh, and that, will, that will be... That will mean trips will be more important because they, that's your people. Those are your locations yeah. that you're going to. And it means that the, the encouragement that you'll have one, with one another here to keep on writing that child, keep on praying for those children. We'll remind you to do that once in a while. We'll come back and say, you know, here we're getting ready to do a trip. Let's, let's not forget to pray for our kids and, and continue writing letters to them and encouraging them. I just want to say this about letter writing. I didn't intend to say this, but I just thought of it. Many times, the letter that you write to that child, if you tell them, I love you, I'm praying for you, God has a plan for your life, anything like that, it might be the first time they've ever heard anybody wow. say that in their wow. lives. Their own parents often don't even say things like that to them. In, in many cases, their parents see them as the problem. Children are the problem. Countries, entire countries in certain places believe that children are the problem. If we didn't have so many children, we'd be, and at one child, we believe children are the solution. Yeah, they, are the, they are the solution to the problems that you're facing. And if you're going to change anything with the next generation, it has to start with children. It has to start with this, the, the younger generation. We can't change adults um, the way we can influence a whole generation by reaching the hearts and the minds of, of children while they're, still, while they're still ready to be reached. So... Here's the details All of right. how we do this. So this is what a child profile looks like. Uh, we have several of them out in the lobby. I think there's about 75 or so available out there, which okay. is the first service understood the assignment. So he said he brought 107 profiles of children, and I just I feel like that's not enough. I really feel like this church, come on, with these people in this room yeah. right here right now, that we can knock this out completely today. Today and online as well. If you're watching online, you have an opportunity to sponsor as well. Right. So this is the way you would do it online. You can go to uh, you can either go to the Elevate Church website or you can go to the One Child website at onechild.org/elevateerie. Uh, but it might just be easiest just to go to the home homepage and, and find the sponsorship link there. This uh, this little guy's name is Lucas. He's eight years old. He was born on July 17th. And he lives in the Dominican Republic. And I read inside, there's a little profile inside. You can read about them and find out, does he have a mom and a dad or a single parent or whatever it is. He has both parents who live at home. His dad's a painter. His mom is a homemaker. And he has a couple of siblings. It also says that he loves to play soccer with his friends and play with his toy cars. And then there's this sentence. He never neglects assisting at home with cleaning and sweeping chores. I don't believe him. I think that... <laughs> I think that he sometimes neglects yeah, that. Right. 
And his mom probably wrote that line. She yeah, was like, right. he, he never will. He'll never yeah. neglect that. But you would have an opportunity to sponsor someone like Lucas or one of the other children out there. Uh, it does show you which country they're from right here on the card as well. So Dominican Republic or Ethiopia. Those are the two places where we're partnering uh, with those communities. And all we ask is that you do this. Fill out this white card on the inside and make sure you leave that with us. You can take the rest of the profile home with you, but don't leave here with that white card. Uh, we lose track of that child. Totally contrary to our mission is to lose track of children. Internally, we call it kidnapping. And if some of you, if some of you have one of these in your hand because you took it and brought it in here, you didn't know it until just now that you've already been kidnapping. Um, but you have a chance to redeem yourself. So fill out that card and leave it with us and then take the rest and you'll get something in the mail that will tell you more about writing to that child, praying for that child, sending gifts to that child. It's awesome. I, and I promise they'll write you as well. And I, I asked him this one uh, in the last service, just felt led to, but just so you can share with everyone here, like why, why did you decide to join One Child? Like what's your, your heart? What do you have at stake in it? Well, my career, for my career for 25 years, I was a youth pastor, uh, worked professionally in youth ministry, and I loved youth ministry. I loved teenagers and loved um, everything that had to do with what we were doing in discipling teenagers. Uh, and then when I was getting ready to look for this a new job and I was looking at nonprofit organizations and found this one called One Child, I applied for it because it looked like it was a pretty interesting role. And then they called me in for an interview and I thought, oh, man, do I tell them that I don't like children in this interview? Like, when do I, when do I say that? When do I break that one to them? I decided not to say it. And the truth is, I do like children. I love children. I have children. I, I have two daughters and I love them very much. But I'm a youth ministry guy. And so children's ministry for me was never like at the front burner for me. And I, did, I, I didn't tell them and I took the job and I was, you know, I was pretty quiet about that. But at some point, I had a little bit of a personal crisis. Should I be representing an organization called One Child if that isn't where I'm passionate, if that's not really what I care about? And then I was on a trip, my very first trip with One Child, also to the Dominican Republic, and we were walking through a slum, a different one than we showed you there. And it was the most dangerous, uh, it's the most afraid I've ever been in a slum. And I've been there two times since, and I felt the exact same way. It's a dangerous, dangerous place. The, the English translation of the name of that city, of that community, is get out if you can. So you know if the neighborhood says get out if you can, you, there's probably not much of a chance you're going to get out. I was a little nervous I might not get out that day. It was, it's gang ridden, it's uh, a, lot of, a lot of drug dealing going on, a lot of prostitution there, just real dark, just a very dark environment. We were walking through it in the middle of the day, but I felt the darkness. And we were on our way following the local pastor. We are following him to the home of one of the girls who's a part of the program in that community. And, and the whole way I felt like I was in a war zone. I was looking around and it just felt like, it felt like that beach scene at the, you know, at the beginning of Saving Private Ryan. It just felt like mayhem and chaos around me. And there's open sewage and there's children playing in places that children should just not be playing. And there's, there's risky people around and risky opportunities for children to be led astray. And as we walked through that, I felt the weight of it. It, it was a burden as I, as I walked through. And then we stepped into this little two-room home where this girl lived. To, we were going to meet her. She was one of the older children in our program. She was like mid-teen. She was about, probably about 15 or 16 years old at this point. But had been in the program since she was very young, probably four or five years old. And as we stepped out of the street and into that tiny little apartment, 
something radically changed. The atmosphere was completely different. I felt a sense of peace that rested in that home. I felt a, I felt a sense of God's grace and mercy that was there. And then this, this little girl comes running out to meet us and she's so excited to meet us and she has this huge smile. She has braces on that we had actually helped her get. Probably again, some American gave her candy. She had these braces <laughs> and, and she was so excited to meet us and she went into her room and she brought out the big pile of letters that her sponsor had written her and she started to show them to us and told us about her sponsor because she'd also been praying for her sponsor all these years. And we got to meet her parents. She introduced us to them. And then somebody in our group said, asked a very dangerous question to ask a child who's li who lives in extreme poverty. What do you want to be? Or what do you want to do when you grow up? And I don't know who asked it, but she immediately answered, I'm going to be a dentist. Not, I hope I can be a dentist. Not, I wish I would be a dentist. She said, I'm going to be a dentist. And that's not a common response from a child who's been lived with a poverty, uh, been raised with a poverty mindset. They don't necessarily think tomorrow is going to be better. They don't necessarily think there is a solution to the problems they're facing. But this girl knew there was. She knew the direction she was going. And as we stepped back out into the war zone, I made a commitment in my heart. I said, God, if if the programs that we run for children produce that teenager, I can advocate for the rest of my life for children. And I will, I will as long as I can, because I know that that's where they're gonna end up. And, uh, and that actually feeds my soul and feeds my love and passion for uh, youth ministry. So I love to be a ch child advocate now. It's, it's one of my favorite things to do. I'm gonna clap for that. That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. Awesome. So now it's our turn. It's our turn to act. It's our turn to help. Thanks for checking out this week's message on the Elevate Church podcast. And we hope you really enjoyed it. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. Welcome to the family. We would love to know about it. So please let us know by going to elevatechurch.com slash yes. There'll be some practical resources that will help you as you start this journey. If you want to support the mission and vision of Elevate Church to help people far from God reach their full potential in Christ, go to elevatechurch.com give. We'll see you soon. Have a great week.